Well, good afternoon. Welcome this Christmas Eve. If you would remain standing and turn your attention to the screens today. In a dark world that loves everything, yet truly loves nothing, the light of God's love fulfills our longing. In a manger, his love was expressed in magnificent action, a love that foresaw our need and was demonstrated on a cross. This love lights the world. It changes lives, restores hearts, and saves those who receive it. We understand love because he first loved us. The lighted candle of Christ drives out darkness, illuminating Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Our anointed Savior and Messiah, God's promised provision, the first and the last, creator of all things. By his name alone, all people are saved. Jesus, the Christ, the light of the world.
evening, church, if you would, before you have a seat tonight, find somebody around you and ask them if they open all their presents on Christmas Eve or if they wait till Christmas morning like the Bible says. So I've got two friends that want to come out right now and share a story with you. So would you give a warm welcome to the Collins kids today? In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to, Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with the child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Would you thank them today? Would you stand today as we respond in worship to that?
have a seat, and what a great start to that. How could you be grumpy in the parking lot? How could you be grumpy without finding a seat when you sing great songs like that? Well, Merry Christmas, and I know that some of you right now are in our overflow in the chapel, and we give you a big shout-out, big congratulations. It's more fun in the chapel anyway because you can get up, walk around, go to the cafe, get coffee, charge it to Derek, and come back, and you won't bother any of us up here. And so thank you for making that sacrifice, although some of you decided you were going to stay at home as well, which means you can watch in your pajamas, which is nice. But you all get 323 points, extra points, for being here just for showing up. And that's free. That's our Christmas gift to you. Use them however you want. And uh, glad you're here. Hey, some of you are here for the first time. We know it's a tradition. Some of you are in from out of town. Welcome here. Some of you may have uh, gone to our Christmas Winter Wonder program. You said, what's this church all about? And you're here uh, really for the first time. We gather every weekend to celebrate the risen Jesus Christ. And this time of year, we talk about his birth, but it is connected uh, to the resurrection. It is a wonderful place to be a part of. If you don't have a church home, I want you to consider joining us in January. We have a whole new series that I think you're going to find quite practical for your life. It's a series on fear, and who doesn't struggle with fear, right? Fear of uh, failure, fear of the, the future, fears that just kind of grip and immobilize us, and uh, we're going to talk about how to overcome that and live above our fears and confidence, and I think you'll be impacted by that. So if you're new here, welcome. Uh, you can grab a bulletin, get on our website, find out more about our church. Uh, if you've never engaged, this can seem uh, overwhelming. We grow bigger by growing smaller. And in January, we start a whole bunch of new groups and classes and ministries for everybody of all ages. And, uh, and so please consider uh, being a part and checking out how you can get more involved uh, here at our church. Again, we are just glad. Uh, that you're part of all of that. We have one more thing we're going to do. We're going to sing some more. That's what we're going to do. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the story that Emmett and Ava read for us a minute ago. And then you received a candle when you came in. Be responsible candle holders. And we'll explain that in a moment. But uh, we're going to invite our ushers to come forward at this time to receive our offering. And if you are a guest here, you're visiting somebody or you're here for the first time, you're not allowed to give. And we know who you are. No, we don't know who you are, but you're not allowed to give. Uh, we really want you just to let that bag pass by. For those of you who call Scottsdale Bible Church your home, thank you uh, for allowing the ministry of this church to reach deep into our community so well and all across the globe. We are grateful for that. And so as our ushers prepare to take the offering, will you pray with me? Father God, we come before you this afternoon and we celebrate, we think once a year, but God, we thank you every day that we have breath, every day that we can walk. You have given our life meaning purpose and the hope of eternity and it's because of the birth of your son the gift that was given to us that we have this hope a life that was laid down on our behalf that we have the hope of eternity father may we understand that afresh in a new way as we sing as we have the image of candles and the story of christmas bless us now as we give and we continue to worship and pray in your son's name amen
friends this afternoon, this evening as we gather, certainly it's in that spirit, this night divine when Christ was born. Now in this moment, I'm aware that there's kind of two groups in this people. There's the folks that call Scottsdale Bible Church their home, and then there's those who were told that there would be no Christmas Eve dinner unless they came to church first. <laughs> second group, I sympathize with you, believe me. I just want you to know if you're in that second group or if you came to check it out, like Neil said, from Winter Wonder, or, or you just want to see what this whole Joy to the World thing was about, we want you to know that you're welcome here, that this is a place that you can come and be curious and, and seek the truth that maybe you're seeking. But for those of us that call this place home, I want you to know that every weekend we gather, Saturday and Sunday, to celebrate this Savior who was born, but more importantly, who died and rose again to save all of us. And so you'll hear us frequently talk about how Christmas points to Easter, how this chapter two of the story points to chapter three of the story. And so this evening, I'd just like to take one moment with the brothers and sisters among us and show you a little bit about what it means for us to gather week in and week out as we celebrate this risen Savior through song and through his word. And so church, if you would stand with me tonight, we're gonna worship together, if that's all right with you, with a song that you know that tells the story of a risen Savior.
so nice to celebrate with you today. Would you have a seat today? Well, I got to tell you, that is about as close to what I envision heaven uh, being like, don't you? Uh, songs and singing, and uh, there'll probably be football in heaven, men. We're probably okay there. Uh, I, don't, I don't think there's going to be gifts in heaven, because one of the things we will realize as we stand there before our creators that we will all of a sudden have everything we could ever need. And uh, we'll realize his presence face to face and that will be a joyous day. And so this has been an incredible Christmas time. I hope for you, it really sets the tone for you as you come into this evening with your family. But I'm a little ADD and I gotta be honest, I got a little distracted when Derek said, well, tell people when you open your presents. And uh, I've been eyeballing a present under our tree. In fact, I brought it up here on the stage. It's been there since December the 1st. And uh, my wife told me it's your big Christmas gift. So it sits there all month long. And you can imagine, I'm tempted to open it. So she is not in this service. I snuck this out of the house and I brought it here tonight. And I am beginning a brand new tradition. And that is every year, if I can sneak it out of the house, I'm opening my big gift in front of you. That's exactly what I'm doing. So, now, some of you wish you were here, right? So that's exactly what we're going to do. This is, this is the big gift right here. It is going to be opened right now in front of all of you. Don't panic. It's okay. And uh, here we go. It's a nice box out here. Pretty nice. Huh? Some of you are like, you can't be doing this. Don't tell my wife. Some of you know her. Nice. And you know what's really cool about this gift that I'm just going to show it to you. This is pretty awesome. These are hiking boots. And you might notice that these hiking boots are actually a little dirty because I've actually taken them out of the box all month. <laughs> and I've been, I've been using them, and then I've been putting them back. 
into the box and back under the tree. So um, my secret is safe here, right? No one's going to let me know. Um, but gifts are such a part of the season, aren't they? Have you ever gotten a gift that surprised you? Have you ever been at um, a loss for words when somebody gave you a gift? Somebody, you say, well, that person gets me. They know me. Have you ever opened a gift and said, whoa, this just makes my jaw drop? Has that ever happened to you? What a great time when, when we see a gift that comes and we thought, wow, this is amazing. I, I don't know if I've ever been great at the gift-giving thing. I know that when my wife and I first got married and we're celebrating our 30th Christmas tomorrow morning that we had some cool moments. We lived above a, a garage and uh, I got her a really cool gift. It was one of those gifts that was too big to put in a box and it was awkward to wrap. Do some of you have those? It took me like three hours to wrap this gift, but I did. And to add a little bit of mystique to the gift, I hid it on her because I thought she would see it. It's one of those things you look at it, you see the shape, you know. And I put it in the shed outside and I put an elaborate treasure hunt that would take her all throughout the house and then outside. I, I just have to let you know that we did live in Wisconsin at the time and it was really cold. And so she wasn't excited about going outside, but she did because she loved me. We're newlyweds and newlyweds never fight. And so she went outside. <laughs> She goes into the garage and she is laughing. She pulls out this gift and she loves it. She opens it up, she comes up the stairs, she's got a smile on her face and I'm like, I'm the best husband ever. And then she looked quizzically at me and, and, and I said, why, why the look? And then she gave me my gift and she had given me the exact same gift that I got her. Can you believe that? Oh, isn't that beautiful? Hold on a second. That's a beautiful moment right there. That was 30 years ago, and it was, just so you know, it was an orange saucer you go down the sledding hills with. It was pretty awesome, so even better. Boy, honey, are you watching this right now? I'm adorable right here, right now. You know, over the years, I've nailed it. There have been times in my life that I have just gotten the gift of all gifts. You've been there? Some of you nailed it this year. You hope you did. All that good theology right there. And, uh, but there are other times I had just missed it so badly, so badly, that we had to have a do-over in January. Where are you people? Right? You know it right now. You already know you're in trouble when you saw what I got you know, over here. You're in trouble. And, and last year, I just hit on the part. Last year, my gift made her cry. And I think it was a good cry. It was, it was like the happy cry thing. I, I just never knew. I, I don't know what it was about the $8 ring that she loved so much. But it was. It was this inexpensive ring that just moved her after you know, 29 Christmases together that she thought, wow, you thought of me and this was a gift that you gave me. Gifts, we love them. And sometimes they're a challenge at this time of year. And I want to spend this remainder of our few minutes that we have here together just talking a little bit about another gift. A gift that all of this, all of this is about. The candles, the, the songs, the, the trees, the decorations. All of this is about Jesus Christ. The gift of all gifts. And no one saw it coming. You see, the, the part of our Bible, the first half, they talked about this gift. They knew they were living in a world that was not easy. Ever since Adam and Eve were kicked out of the garden, it, the Bible says we're living in a fallen world. That means things break, things die, we don't live forever. Life is difficult and can be. It's full of glimpses of wonder when we stand on the edge of the Grand Canyon and we see, wow, there must be a God. But it's also a reminder of how hard it can be in relationships when things go sideways, in a marriage. Kids don't 
behave or turn out maybe the way that we want. And there was nothing new in the first half that this Bible was written. They, there was a message that was thread through that there is going to come a Savior. Someone is going to come and rescue you. There was this hope that was given. And no one opened this gift before the moment that God had ordained it. Ordained it. And no one imagined that it would come in the form of a baby. I mean, go figure. The greatest gift given to mankind, wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger, a baby, really no one saw it coming. But from that moment on, people for 2,000 years have been in awe and they've been amazed at this most incredible gift. When Jesus was growing up, he turned 12 years old, the, the Bible tells us that he went into a temple a church, and he began to teach and ask questions and answer questions to the leaders in that church, and the people were amazed. Jesus' own mother, from the time that his birth was prophesied, to his actual birth, to his life, and eventually his death, was so stunned about the Son of God, her child. It says that Mary just pondered these things in her heart over and over, and she treasured them in her heart. Luke, the author of the, the second gospel in the New Testament, said that when Jesus taught, people were amazed because he answered their questions and he taught as one with authority. And ever since then, people have been trying to put to words just who this gift was, who this Jesus is. I tried to look up on, uh, and find out what are all the names that we hear about Christ in the Bible. He is referred to as Emmanuel, God with us, King of Kings the light of the world. He is called the Almighty, the Alpha and Omega. He is the author and finisher of our faith. Matthew 12 calls him the beloved son, the bread of life. He is the chief, chief shepherd, uh, First Peter tells us, the cornerstone, counselor, everlasting father, creator. He is the door of life, the glory of the Lord. He is himself God. He is the good shepherd, the great high priest. He is the heir of all things, the holy of holies, he is the image of God. He is Jehovah. He is the king. I mean, I could go on. King of the Jews, king of kings, the lamb of God, light of the world, lion of the tribe of Judah. He is the Lord of lords, son of the highest. He is truth. He is the word of God, and he is love. As we lit our final candle of Advent just a few moments ago, the apostle Paul, who wrote much of the New Testament, when he talked about focusing on Christ, when he talked about focusing on the things that he taught, Paul was an educated man. He was a leader in the community. Paul himself couldn't come up with a word when he focused on Christ. He said it was like there was a peace that surpassed all understanding. Of all people who come up with a word, he couldn't because this gift was completely indescribable. In fact, in his letter to the Corinthians, in 2 Corinthians 9.15, he said those words, this gift that has been given to us is indescribable. We've been trying to put words on it in the songs we've just sung. Contemporary musicians, even one contemporary musician said he is the glorious impossible. Amazing. And to this day, we hope that you taste, maybe this service gives you a glimpse that perks some curiosity. Who really is this Christ, I really need to check it out. And it's a gift, as we said. And the beauty of this gift is a gift that's not earned. You can't do anything to get this gift. I know how we do gifts now, right? You give me a present, right? And I better give you one of equal or greater value or I'm not on the list next year, right? 
That's what we do. Some of you come to the point where you give me 20 bucks and I just give you 20 bucks back and we say we're good? Good, we're good. God doesn't work that way. He is the perfect gift giver. His motivation is absolutely pure. And he knows exactly what to get you. Why? Because he created you. And, and when the gift he gives you, you open it, it is exactly a loss for words, a jaw-dropping moment when we truly understand and grasp what we have been given. I mean, some of you are going to open up gifts tomorrow, and you're going to try to have to feign that, hey, I really love this jello mold or this puppy. How long's a puppy been in the box or whatever it might be? Or the socks and underwear that we you know, traditionally get every week, and some of you are going to have to feign that you love it, but God knows exactly what we need. You know, as Derek said, there are a number of us here tonight and this afternoon that have come because it's tradition. Maybe for you it's that thing we do every year. And maybe you'll come back at Easter, but perhaps this will be the year as we have sung together, as we have gathered in this space, that you will open up your heart and mind. The Spirit will help you to do that, to realize this gift, this gift belongs to you. And in order to enjoy this gift, it's something that you need to receive. It's something that you need to incorporate into your life where it's not a gift. Can you imagine just seeing a gift and you open it and then you sit it aside? No, the person who gives it expects you to light up, enjoy it, and bring it into your life. I don't know when Christmas ends in your house. I don't know if it ends at the end of the service. I know in our house growing up, Christmas ended when all the gifts were gone. Is that how it ends in your house? All done, it's over, go home. It's so abrupt. In my house, it was abrupt. I grew up with five siblings. All of us were ADD. All of us were curious. All of us were very active. And can you imagine a parents trying to find gifts and then hide them from six kids? That's pretty impossible, but they did it year in and year out. And they would stay up all night just wrapping those gifts for us. You know, I'm appreciating it more now than I ever have. And I'm sure just when they put their head on their pillow, we probably heard it. That probably woke us up and boom, we were downstairs. <laughs> and down my parents would come and there would be six kids just staring at this beautiful pile of gifts. And in my house, we just dove in and opened them all. And in 10 minutes, Christmas was over. Sometimes we threw gifts away because the wrapping paper pile was so huge that gifts got put in it and in the garbage and out it went. True story. And my wife, Karen, she, uh, she has three siblings, four kids, and, and they grew up uh, waking up in the morning. Can you imagine being in this house? She's in therapy. They had to get ready to go. They had to have dinner and eat a meal, and then they had to sit around and open one gift at a time. Where are you, people? Where are you? Where are you? Yeah, there. Meet, afterwards, we'll gather up here, and uh, we'll have a time of support and encouragement for you. <laughs> they save the wrapping paper. I think they use it every year. Just open it up and fold it nicely, and they can use it again. But the different experiences that my wife and I had at Christmas both had the same ending. It was over when the last gift was open. No one walks away leaving a gift under the tree. And yet every year and every time we come to a service like this. We hear the message, we feel moved by the music, and how many of us walk away and never consider the amazing gift that God offers to us, absolutely free of charge. You know, we don't have a, a sales pitch around this church, we really don't. We're just a group of people on a journey just like you. And we've come to a place where we've discovered that this gift, when you receive it, 
into your life and you be, commit yourself to being a follower of Jesus Christ, we have discovered that that gift quenches a thirst in you that nothing on this earth ever will quench. You might be getting a car, some of you tomorrow morning. Did I just ruin that? Some of you might be getting cash. Some of you might be getting clothes. And you're going to hope upon hope that that present that you open delivers something that it never will. After a while, the clothes wear out. The car will probably get in an accident. No, I'm just kidding. I hope that doesn't happen. But it wears out. Things break down. And things that we try to put our faith in on this earth never, ever fulfill that deepest need that our soul has. And the Bible and the message of God's word says there is a gift given for you that'll give you the hope of this life, a purpose and meaning to your life, and then hope of eternity on top. It's really hard to reject a gift that God gives us that is the best gift you could ever have. It's not like God's been trying to hide it from us. As I mentioned, we just look around and we see the beauty of God in a world, even though it's a fallen, broken world where trees die, grass eventually withers, and there's still beauty in it. You see, the lives of people who have put their faith in this wonderful gift change with a new hope. And so the Bible screams it from the pages of Scripture, this amazing message. Changed lives proclaim it over and over again. And the story is told from churches just like this one, year in and year out. The Bible says that this gift, Jesus, became the light of the world. Isn't that amazing? A light is not something we, we hide. A light is something that represents truth. Light is something that helps guide you when you're in a dark place. Jesus himself said, I am the light of the world. And get these great words. He said, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. I know some of you at Christmas time, it's a dark time. It brings up memories of people that you've lost, disappointments and expectations that were never met. And every year at this time, you say, what? In the world am I doing here? There's got to be more. This is the light that Jesus promised. To no longer put your hope and your trust and your faith in things that will always disappoint, but to recognize Jesus Christ himself is who he said he was. And so as we light our candles in a moment, we want to remember, as we celebrated Advent here, the first week of this month, we talked about a hope. A hope that is not buying a lottery ticket, crossing your fingers, hoping that's the winner, no, hope that is a confidence based on a truth that will guarantee and deliver results. We talked about peace. As we said a moment ago, a peace that, that defies understanding. We talked about joy. Joy is something that is so deep and so rich. It's lasting now, but it's also, as our senior pastor said, a deferred gratification. In a world that seeks joy, they seek it through happiness, which is always dictated by circumstances, isn't it? If I've got the money, if I got the gift, if things are good and my health is right, oh man, am I happy. You might even mistake it for joy, but it's so fleeting when something troubling comes into our lives. And it all led up to the candle that we lit tonight, the candle of love. The word that the Bible uses for this kind of love is agape, the Greek word for unconditional love. Oh, I know some of you love Christmas, but it really is not the, doesn't really capture what Jesus meant. Some of you love pizza. I'm not sure if you love it unconditionally, but, uh, and it doesn't really love us all the time. But Christ came and said, I want to give you a life that has no, a love that has no strings attached. 
The Apostle Paul said in the book of Ephesians, he said it's poured out on us, kind of like the Gatorade at the end of a victory in a, in a game that is well fought. And it's lavished on us. And Paul prayed that we'd understand how deep and how wide and how infinite the love that God has for us is. Are we going to reject that today? And so we lit this candle of hope, peace, joy, and love of Christ. And now we light the candle that represents Christ himself. And as these lights are lowered down, you can see that in the darkness, candles do pierce it, don't they? But I got to tell you, it's still dark in here. It's still dark. And we were never meant to hang on to this light, this gift that's been given to us. And we need to take it and receive it and share it accordingly. We're going to take a moment here, and I want to ask you as you have a candle in your hand, we're going to share this light with each of you, that you be careful, hold it vertically. Don't try to light anybody or pour wax on them. But enjoy the image that this picture gives as we sing this song together. We. Mm -hmm. 
amazing picture, isn't it? To see how a light that you receive, a gift, can spread all throughout the community and the world. I want you to hold your light down for just a moment. Because when you receive that gift, the gift has been given to you to be fully realized, to be fully enjoyed, the presence of Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God, the living God in you. But as I said a moment ago, as Derek talked about, it was never meant to be sheltered, never meant to be hidden, never meant to be covered. Because the Word of God says once you have this treasure in you, which the Paul, Apostle Paul declared was like earthen vessels, we are full of cracks, we are broken, and the treasure of Christ's Spirit in us is a light that shines through those cracks, a hope for the world to see. On the count of three, together, I want us to hold those lights up for another moment just to see the power of a light that is changed and held up and shared. Let's do that on three. One, two, three. Silent lower that down and it's breathless isn't it kind of inexpressible kind of indescribable that's the Jesus that came to show us the way to freedom to hope peace joy and to love for those of you who have placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ you are now the light of the world to take this great message to those who desperately need it in a time of darkness to those who have never receive this gift. Don't walk away to leave this gift under the tree here tonight. Consider giving your life to following Christ. At the very least, come and join us on that journey. I'm going to ask you to do one more thing. That is simply, if you'd carefully blow your candle out, but hold it upright so that the wax doesn't drip on the person in front of you or the chair. And I'm going to close us in prayer. Keep your candle holding upright. And if you can keep, keep it on, we'll fire hose you down here. No, I'm just kidding. But if you would kindly blow those out... And as you leave here today, we want to encourage you to have a Merry Christmas. Be kind. Let that extend to our parking lot. And be patient. And let me, uh, let me pray for us. Father God, what an amazing picture you've given us in song. What a beautiful picture you've given us in the words and the pages of Scripture. What a wonderful work of art. As Paul said, a, a masterpiece you've given in lives that your spirit is changing. And Father, what a beautiful picture of the candles tonight of the light, the hope, the peace, the joy, the love, the truth of Jesus Christ, a gift that is unimaginable, indescribable, inexpressible, and that will change us forever. We thank you for this gift. As we go, may we go in peace, and may we go now in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus, and we ask all these things in his name, amen. Merry Christmas, God bless, and have a great new year.